So welcome to another week of the Breaking Bread podcast with Brandon and Casey. Today we're actually talking about burnt versus charred and actually that bitter taste. I don't think a lot of people kind of correlate this and I'm giving the example of coffee and barbecue foods, right? Everybody drinks coffee, but they don't automatically think it's a bitter thing. And also everybody eats barbecue, but they don't realize that everything is burnt to shard on the outside. So why do we think that those are okay, but not anything else that's burnt or charred? So that is the, the discussion today. Hopefully you guys uh, have a good listen. Brian and I discuss some other things too, but other than that, enjoy. So let's talk about this um, charred versus burnt. This is this is the new oh this is the new thing. There's yeah. a whole bunch of this. Okay, so, I think um, I had so many people reach out to me uh, and tagging you as well. I was like, hey, this is charred. Hey, this is burnt. Why 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 don't we like it? Um, why yeah. is your food burnt, charred, etc.? Like the, the preparation I'm making, but then I'm I'm giving them the same kind of reply. I was like, well, how do you view coffee? What what is that to you? Yeah. They're like, well, it's coffee. I was like, well, you realize it's really bitter. Like it's it's just a bitter, you, sour note into your tongue. You, you bring up a great point. And it wasn't until I worked at Alinea where chard is a flavor. It might not be a mm-hmm. good flavor, but it's a flavor. So here's yes. a good example. You know, you brought up coffee. Prime example. Coffee yeah. gets freaking burnt. Hey, what about chocolate, my G? And chocolate. Exactly. Right? Chocolate. If you taste a cocoa nib that's been freshly roasted out of the oven, Right, it you, is. It, you spit it out. Super bitter. You spit it out. Right, like it's gross. It's dry. It makes your gives you cotton mouth. It's super mm-hmm. bitter. Right, and so same thing. If you were to taste, if you go to the store and taste 100 cocoa, right, 100 chocolate bar, you're gonna spit it out. Mm-hmm. And I think this is yeah. really important. And you make a great point. And see, chefs only know how to use this flavor. So here's yeah. here's what I do when I'm teaching a brand new cook. Right. Because you're getting the same reaction that you get with anybody who doesn't really know how to cook. Right. They're like, oh, it's black. It's burnt. Oh, my God. It's burnt. No. But if you take a leak, a leak, a big leak and you throw it onto fire. Right. And burn it. Burn every single side. Char the hell out Mm -hmm. of it until it's white ash. Okay. now, are you going to eat that part? No. But I will tell you right now. And this is a good example. If you split that leak open, open it up, grab the center. You will have the best tasting allium. (laughs) <laughs> on the yeah, plant ever trust me yeah. right yeah. same thing if you take garlic right just like you said you know with your you know i was thinking about that when i made the instant ramen the other day about your char mm. your uh your black garlic and mm. it's so funny how like i was thinking in my head like you know this is this is what we have to deal with like people that are just kind yeah, of quite I, you a know, bit. I hate to say it i don't want to sound like above people when i say this but just uneducated you know yeah. and i hate to say it because kc i'm 100 american but my american people don't know what the fuck flavors are dude they don't <laughs> they don't man i'm sorry man and it's like it makes me so sad because you know like they're like so many people are you know they say like dumb shit dude like because they just don't mm-hmm. know they know like here's a good example in america we barely steam or boil anything Right. When it comes to restaurants, oh, we, roast, we, roast, we pan sear. Right. So, um, you know, when I posted that video with the sliced bacon that's been slightly boiled in the in the in yeah. the broth, you saw that and you're like, yo, that's dope. I know it's dope. Right. Yeah. It's like fire. It, because, listen, in Asian culture or in I'm not going to like generalize, but the steamed pork belly is the thing, dude. Like soft yeah. meats, steamed, boiled yes. is a thing. And we need to, and like, listen, one of my favorite dishes on this planet is the uh, rooster rice, this restaurant called rooster rice and it's boiled oh. chicken over rice, like soft skin. Perfect. It, like gelatin tasting. You know what I'm saying? And like, mm-hmm. dude, here in America, dude, that gets shunned. But like, in all honesty, it makes me sad. But at the same time, it's like, you know, that is different people's culture. And so I, I asked him the question, okay, so is braised pork belly different? And yeah. Like, yeah, They're like, pork belly is, is well, the same. It's the same thing. The only difference is this is sliced thin. It's cured and it's smoked. Okay. Braised pork mm-hmm. belly is the raw product of this. And I'm like, he, I told you the reason why I added the, the bacon, because it's readily available. You can just chop it, add it. Boom. You're done. You're not going to have to, you don't have yeah. to go to the store, grab a side of pork belly, cure it, smoke it, then freeze it and slice it. No, just grab mm-hmm. bacon. It's thinner cut and drop it right into the liquid. Um, a lot of Americans will, they refuse to eat bacon soft. They want it crispy, like crispy 
uh, like for breakfast. And see, here's the thing, because it's not in our culture as Americans. You know what I'm saying? It's not. But you know differently. Right. And I'm not trying to like, you know, uh, pigeonhole. I know. Yeah. But this is like um, it's like a different like you said, it's a different it's a different culture altogether. Yeah. Right. And then for professionals like we know better than most because that's what we all do anyway. We're just trying to make. However, here's some more tea for you, Brandon. So the I had one literally attack me, literally attack me. He's like, uh, I'm a chef, it. too. Um, I, I respectfully that. disagree. It's burnt. I was like, OK. I was like, I don't I don't want to assume anything. I was like, OK, where do you work? Where have you done? Whatever. I did that. I literally video replied. Yeah. He goes, uh, JW. Um, uh, grad, don't say Marriott. Don't say Marriott. I'm just playing. I'm so just playing. all he yeah. left was a Johnson Wales um, graduate. Um, yeah. Has worked in the kitchen. Yeah, but that's it. That's all the vague, vague anything. So I made literally like a three minute reply. I'm like, okay, look, let's live debate. Yes, I'm gonna give you a date. Thank let's you. do this. Let's go. Nothing. Yeah, Ghosted. I know, man. I think where I tried to click on his account, I, I was blocked. So yeah, I, that, but listen, you know what? But Casey, listen, this is what we need to do as chefs. We need to come together yeah, and we need to, to talk about these controversial topics. Like, just listen, talk. Any, anybody who's listening, anybody who's on YouTube watching this, please feel free. Look, Casey and I do not meet eye to eye all the time. We disagree on a lot of things. That means mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we don't like each other. We're just professional chefs that, Hey, yeah. he might think of something differently than I might think of something differently. That's why I put my experience. I pin it to the top of my page because I truly believe like, listen, okay. Do you, if you have the credentials that you are a professional chef, let's talk about it. Now here's where we yeah. lose. We are all classically trained in French cuisine. French, yeah. anything black or burnt is 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 garbage. But I disagree, mm-hmm. man. It wasn't until Alinea where I, um, you know, the executive chef did a, um, you know, he did a dish mimicking bichotan charcoal, right? And mm-hmm. let me tell you something, man. We sat there all around, right? Us and like it was me, him, and the two other sous chefs, and um, you know, if I forgot if it was, I don't know if it was, I think it was parsnip to be honest. And mm-hmm. he literally charred the outside of this parsnip. Mm-hmm. And then we all tasted it. And I'm like, and yeah, you guys were just tasting. Well, yeah, but well, I'm like, yeah, this sucks. Like it doesn't taste good. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? And it's funny because then he's like, okay, but hear me out. Like, let's, how about we do this? And so it's basically like, you know, we literally like took out the core, the bitter part, and then we kind of pieced it back together. And what we did was we ended up finding a way to make it edible. Then from the edible point, we made it taste better. Right. And so mm. I think this is because like, here's the thing. This is what people don't realize Chard, going back to chard and, and what chefs, you know, chard is a flavor. It is. It is. It might not be a good flavor by itself, but I guarantee you, if done correctly, it will elevate whatever dish you're doing. Here's a prime example. At, uh, at Wolfgang Puck, um, cut steakhouse. The steaks are chard. Chard, black. Yeah. On the outside. Okay? Yeah, yeah, With the seasoning. Uh, granulated garlic, granulated onion, pepper, and salt. And they are charred, bro. And I remember telling uh, Chef Wolfgang, like, hey, I need to dial this back because here at Hotel Bel Air, yeah. when the people are 50 and 60 years old, they don't understand it. And he's like, that's, <laughs> where, all the, that's where all the flavor are. And, and, yeah. and I agree with him. I agree with him to a certain extent. When you have a robust, you know, fatty corn fed steak and you get that beautiful char on the outside and then you slice and you have the beautiful, you know, red meat in the in the middle. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. But guess what? Some people don't want to see that char on their steak. And you know why? Because they associate char with cancer. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and, and seriously, look it up, like cut steakhouse and you'll see the steaks. They're charred on the outside. They might look burnt. You'll see some comments that say, Hey, this looks burnt, but Wolfgang wants it like that. Trust me. He wants yeah. it charred. And, um, I couldn't agree more. And I think whoever that chef was that came out to you, listen, don't be scared, man. Look, Casey, he's a nice mm. guy. He's not going to attack you, but like, let's talk about it. Let's I just want to talk. And I'm like, let's I, do it I, live. I strongly no. urge any young cooks or young chefs out there, um, you know, because that's, what's really important. You know, Casey, it's, it's, it's time for us to pass the torch and really make sure that they the, the chef life is going to continue to live and be sustainable. Right. But yeah. it's conversations like this, the tough conversations like, okay, let's dig deeper. Right. So I urge mm. you the chef that reached out, yo, go live, go live and debate about it. Right. Not yeah. listen. And here's the thing. TikTok comments are, are ridiculous. But, um, <laughs> you know, you can find some that like, okay, this guy has a point. And if he has a point, then it's a, it's a fucking point. Like, and, and like, I'm yeah. not going to hate that. Like, dude, th- th- look, the amount of people 
that told me that, oh my God, the ramen's too salty. Like they immediately, yeah. the one, the instant ramen, right? The one and, that you made, yeah. Yeah, and what they don't realize is I only used a percentage of the broth. So from their eyes, it looks salty. But here's the thing, man. Like you guys didn't taste it. You didn't taste it. You don't fucking <laughs> know. And I'm going to be honest, I added sea salt at the end, if you see in the previous yeah. video. And mm. it's like, you know, it's so true because people assume and then they pretend like they know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And um, and it's and it's fine. It's fine. I just strongly urge that if somebody is going to like, don't just spew hate, get into a professional style uh, conversation. Yeah, let's or get debate. into a debate. Yeah. Like, like, listen, even with your black garlic video, like, you know, it's crazy because it's not something I would think about, <clears throat> you know, because I, I knew the technique and I know mm. and I thought about it when I was making mine. I just roasted my garlic, though, because I'm a little bitch. You know, no, I'm just like, that's all right. But, uh, but I love I love roasted garlic on ramen. I, and, and you know what? You know mm. what? Here's another thing. You know, I don't like chopped garlic. I don't like chopped. I, I don't either. I yeah, like yeah, yeah, No, I like sliced. Yeah, sliced and, you know what? Or... and I got to I got to be honest, man. I um. Um, you know, and anything that I make nowadays, like the only, I, I rarely used like super chopped garlic in, you know why mm. I feel like it creates too much surface area for the garlic to be more pungent. And when it sits for a day or two, dude, it's like, it's almost too much. So I yeah. will argue that I think slicing garlic, like, unless it's like exo sauce or something, but I think slicing garlic, you yield a much better, more palatable, palatable product. Do you agree with that? Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. So yeah. it, Specifically for my my specific style, right? I even so I I have a vinegar that I make in house. It's a it's a mix of champagne and red wine vinegar, mm -hmm. and it mimics my old vinegar from the Philippines, which I can't get here. It's mm -hmm. a it's a coconut base, but you make it really spicy with habaneros and uh, Thai chilies, and then literally like pulverized garlic and like shaved garlic in the fucking thing itself. Yeah, you want it to be so fragrant with garlic. It's going to be ridiculous. But in about a month's time, that'll get tamed down. And then you just feel aroma into your, into your, um, into your taste bud. So that's like the preparation yeah. that I would do. But in the restaurant, bro, we don't, we don't chop garlic. Ever, so what do we, ever. Can, can Everything I is sliced. This, this is a little off topic, but what do we got to do to get your ramen shit up and going, bro? What do we got to do? <laughs> soon. Soon, Come soon, on, soon. Uh, I'm making. Gotta, gotta make this fucking happen, dude. So I, I already have, I already have five, five ramen, um, like preparations that we can do in about four minutes flat, like literally per order. Yeah, four you know minutes what? out it goes. You know what? Listen, okay, off off air. We'll. I want to. Yeah, 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 I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you because I, well, it's too far away. Never mind. Anyway, because needless to say, I got you. I got you. you. Put, I know what you're you saying. You got to put the pieces to the puzzle, man. You just got to start, dude. Because I think I think you have mm -hmm. something unique there. I I truly mm -hmm. I truly do, man. And um, you know, I think Bro, that's something. Wait till you see um. Oh well, when we finally get together, I'll make you my 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 signature ramen. I know it's fucking um, good, man. I've seen it. I've seen the recipe. And it's I a, know it's no, good. but but like um, it's a sour, it's a sour broth. Like, like it's off putting. Fer fermentation, yeah, like it's yeah. off fermentation. Yeah, but like you're like, oh, and then it sits with you for a second, and then you're like, what the hell is that flavor? I think you, I think you'll really uh, enjoy it because yeah. it's a nod to all my. To all my cuisines and Asians specifically, yeah. But it's um, I think you really appreciate that one. I think you have a really like, good story behind eventually. it too. You know what? Mm -hmm. Hey, let me ask you something. <clears throat> so, do you agree with uh, with when I think of instant ramen? I think, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and tell me, you can tell me, it's the same thing with like Kraft macaroni and cheese. Like of for course. some reason, it like I always realize like whether it's instant ramen or Kraft macaroni and cheese, dude. Thirty seconds after you played it. Dude, it's so delicious. It's so fucking yeah. good. Five you have to minutes, let it sit. Five, it just goes downhill after that, right? Think about mm. it. And the noodles absorb way too much water, way too fast, and it just, just gets gross. Whether it's Kraft macaroni and cheese, instant ramen, you leave that shit for like, you know, five, I'm cursing too much, for 10 minutes and it's trash. <laughs> but I've yeah. learned that if you take the broth off of the stove, let it come down to like 160, 170 degrees, opposed to yes. boiling 185 and above, then pour it over the instant noodles, right? And this is just for ramen, not for macaroni and cheese. I just brought that up as just to regard uh, instant noodles. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the ramen, and you pour it over, then cover it and let it steep for about seven to eight minutes, right? Yeah. Opposed to boiling it or adding cold water and then putting it in the microwave. And I know this defeats yeah. the purpose of instant. I got it. But <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but when, when I went down the deep rabbit hole of ramen, you know, you know, the noodles are very important. And yes, it's like two things Super that are important. like. 
two things that are like really freaking important. What I realized, and like, I mean, I, I uh, Philip Lemoyne just posted about ramen, and and I mean, there was a time when I was in LA, and we were, my wife and I were going to a new ramen spot every single time, like thick noodles, yeah. handmade noodles, thin noodles, and what I realized is that chew that ramen gives you in the slurp. Yeah. And, oh, oh, you know what? And, and see, in my video, people also mentioned about the slurp and i'm like damn slurp, dude, yeah. you're embarrassing yourself dude you're embarrassing yourself shut up you american <laughs> like i feel bad so for everybody that doesn't know okay first of all i'm not hating on my own kind but i am 100 american i have i'm half black half white my dad is african-american okay and my mom is white white blonde hair white okay so i can make fun of americans I'm not being racist or anything but <laughs> the thing is is in japanese culture and in Asian cultures, slurping the noodle, especially for ramen, is a sign of respect. Okay. Yes. And there's two reasons why people do it. And I learned this the hard way because my wife was like, stop, stop it. Like she, you know, she, you know, she, she came after me and I'm like, okay, let's go to a ramen shop. We went to a ramen shop in LA and we were talking to the chef. And basically there's two reasons why people slurp that I know of. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Correct me. One is to Got aerate it. the broth, to cool it down as you're taking in the noodles. Right. And to get that's the, the main purpose, kind of like wine, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> Then mm -hmm. two, if um, it is a sign to the chef that it is really good. So yeah. if you're not slurping, you'll know what's going on. But I know that can be disgusting and people can just, it can just be off-putting. And then you have other mm -hmm. people on the other end of the spectrum that love the ASMR of people eating. It's gross, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess, I don't know. I, I was always taught, make sure you, um, make sure you, uh, you actually represent how much you feel about the food. Mm -hmm. That was like the main thing. No matter what you eat, it's like immediately, as soon as you taste it, I'm like, oh my God, the rice is so good. What did you do to it? Whatever. Whatever yeah. it is. Specifically with ramen though, it's the broth and the noodles that carries it more. You're like, Phew. it's like, oh my God, that is yes. like the most tastiest thing. Think Without yeah. having to say all that, you're just slurping it and they know already. It's yeah. like, wow, well, you did a pretty it's, good job. It's just hilarious to me how I have like some people that really grosses them out and then mm. some people literally want me to make eating videos like mukbang videos eating like yo i'm telling ass. you that should be your new thing bro no. you should just open an only fans yeah just for the slurping is, shit <laughs> the thing is is casey i really try to focus on the things that i like to do and I got you, um I got you. And, you know what i'm saying and like and that's it man like i, I don't i'm not a monkey you know what i'm saying i don't like i don't like people <laughs> don't tell you me what to do you can ask me to do whatever you want but and i'll laugh like dude somebody wanted me to send them you know send them some like crazy shit it's funny because uh, i thought they were serious i thought they were a young cook like a young cook asking for help uh -huh. nope i was wrong they wanted me to send some dirty underwear to them right like that's wow, that's the one. yeah it was gross, dude. yeah and i was like oh, jeez God, these people man and i'm just like okay all right whatever and i'm just like <laughs> how much no <laughs> No, Did you like, want that after service or <laughs> yeah, no, dog? People are freaking gross like wow. that, man. Yeah, people hey, are you know what, dude? I had to delete like I had to delete a comment because I had this one person comment, and I don't know, I don't, I don't really care, and I, don't, I shouldn't be repeating it. Mm. But every single video, they say, "Can you pee on me?" Every video. Wow. Dog, come on, man. That's a Finally. little much. That's, yeah, and um, I, just, I had to block. Yeah. I usually don't block anybody, but I had to block because I was well. It's just I don't want people up in my comments saying dumb shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like because like. <laughs> You know, it's <laughs> it's just weird, man. Anyway, we're getting off topic. What was I? What was I saying? Right, let me show you. Um, so I made some. I made some buns earlier. Oh, steam buns! As you can tell, steam buns. Dude, I however, the dough, I needed it. Literally, I want to say like four minutes too long. It oh. is too, too mushy up top, and then the filling in the inside, I didn't do it well enough. The, um, the fats just kind of congealed instead of separating. Okay. So I have to redo that. But like that's just from. Literally, again, you know, a, a lot of try and error when you're making some stuff. But I made some, I made some buns earlier. But just back to the to the whole chard thing, I yeah. should have added. Um, I should have charred my my cabbage before. I put did it you in. use um? Did you use dry active yeast or instant yeast? I use instant. Yeah, you want. So when you use instant, listen. What I realized with steam buns is only let them proof once. Yeah. Only let them so, 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 uh, you know, I got a great recipe and you know, I got done. I got, I got the recipe dog down my TikTok somewhere, but listen, mm -hmm. uh, I'm telling you right now and I'm I also, just trying it out. Yeah. And, uh, made them too do big you too. like, okay. Do you like, uh, super like nine white, ounces. do you like super white buns or are you okay no. with off yellow? I, I like yellow. Okay. I like yellow. Yeah, I, I like seeing this stuff. Cause I can show you both techniques. So basically, um, the edible mm. titanium dioxide, which is basically like, it's mm. like a makeup filler, but you can eat it. There's an edible, it makes the bun super white. But then I realized like, I'd, I'd rather not put this in there. 
Mm-hmm. But what I realized with the steam buns, so instant yeast is your friend. All right. Yeah. And you know, you can add that straight to the flour. You don't have to, um, you don't have to wake it up or anything. And then what you do is you let it, uh, you mix, let it rest proof once, boom, go straight into shaping, mm. straight into shaping. Yeah, I know. Cause got it. And yeah, trust yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. I usually let it rest twice yeah, to let yeah, it proof twice. again. Yep. This is where, yep. This could is where be, you make a mistake. Could be where the downfall is. Yeah. So, so trust me when I tell you, because then you'll get that nice smooth top and it won't be like, mm-hmm. uh, like holy. Trust me. I, I got yeah. you, man. I'll show you. And then how do you, when you make the steam bun, you, you're making the big one or are you making the, uh, the bow bun? The bow bun. So yeah. I pleated over, but like, yeah. again, I, I just felt like I needed it too long and I proofed it twice. That's what it was. You can still see yeah. the pleats yeah. up top, but that's like cool. that's just an, that's pure an easy texture fix, wise. And how did you mm-hmm. steam it? You use a ba- bamboo steamer? Bamboo steamer. Bamboo steamer is yeah. the best, man. You know, you get the most yeah. consistent when it comes from the bottom. The steam comes from the bottom. It's way better, man. I tried doing them in the rationale, uh-huh. which it works. But because the steam comes from the side, you get lopsided fucking steam buns. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You have to get it from the bottom. You know, I have like 10 bamboo steamers yeah. in my kitchen. I just upgraded. Because I did the whole business here. But yeah. you know what? You know what the fault is too, though? I was I was treating it like my wonton wrappers. So mm. when I was making it, it as like a, like a wonton like skin, pretty much. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll do it twice. Dude, you know, you know what? But then again. I'm gonna try yeah. again. I'm gonna uh, you know what? I got to show you this video it. because I know exactly what you're talking about. And what I what I like to do is uh, scoop the filling. What was your filling? Beef. Oh, uh, b- uh, pork and pork and shrimp. Pork and shrimp. Yeah. You know what I did um, is I used a uh, ice cream scoop, small one, like the purple one. Mm-hmm. Right. Freeze it, and then all you mm-hmm. do is you have your dough ball, like your your um, your dough ball, and then you just push it through the bottom. Much better. Oh, okay, that makes sense. You push it through the bottom and then you gotcha. pinch the bottom. Yeah, and then you let it proof because then you'll get that nice. It just works out better. You know what I'm saying? And, wow. Um, Never thought of it that way. Yeah, I, you, it would literally be raw. I'm literally pleating it as like you know classic shit, and just like yeah, putting in there. The problem, the problem with the, the pleats stay. with quick breads like that is like it'll be too chewy. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <clears throat> so like you have your ball. Um, I don't have a freaking. Oh, you know, I'll just use this towel. So basically, mm-hmm. so you separate, you portion out your dough, right? You have your dough portion mm-hmm. out and let, you know, you put it in like whatever it's like, I usually do like uh like 25 or 35 grams. So when you have your ball like this, all you do is just flatten it a little bit and then take your frozen filling, push it from the bottom and then just close the bottom. And then up. just and close yep. it. Round it out. And I'm telling you, it works out great. So like, uh, Wolfgang, wow. I'm gonna try that out. Has, has a, um, has had a Asian, uh, Asian restaurant in, um, in, Ritz Carlton called like a WP five. I forgot what it's called. WP five. Dude, I I should know that. (laughs) But anyway, they had a, dude, they had a really strong dumpling program and uh, same thing at Hotel Belair. We did a lot of dumplings. So like, like yeah, dumplings, dumplings and uh, sorry, bow buns, uh, steam buns, the bow buns. I got a, like you can even tell on the sides, like I'll I'll show it on camera way too thick on the walls. That's okay. That's okay. You'll learn. That's all right. But like it's, I'm, easy, I'm it's an easy fix. It took, me, it took me freaking months to figure that shit out, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the, but I was the, just like, oh, let's make bobbuns today. Yeah, the nah. one proof. Let me tell you, I'm, trust me, you're gonna laugh. It's quick. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's amazing. And I don't I'm know if you have. A, I don't know if you have a proofer. Do you have a proofer at the house? Nah. Not yes, because I like to just do room temp. Room temp just works out better. Yeah. You know. No, nah, I don't have space for a proofer, Brandon. Are yeah. you crazy? You know, what? my wife will come. You know how much shit that's so. Yeah. Over the years, I had yeah, I yeah. had a dehydrator. I let that go. I had two commercial induction stove um, mm-hmm. like plugins. Let that go. I I have no space for it. Yeah. Uh, and then she's looking at my bamboo steamer and she's like, "You have too many." I'm like, "Don't you dare!" You like, you, you <laughs> right, for but, uh, five years. You have to renegotiate here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, you're not touching that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so back to the chard thing, right? So that's one aspect. Like people don't understand the bitter. And then my other rebuttal was, well, how do you guys view about barbecue as American, right? Literally, the, the thing cooks for like 16 hours in smoke. Yep. What do you call that? What, what is all that? And then you're like, oh my God, this is the best tasting thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's the fifth element, right? There's the burnt chard part. That's yeah. what you're missing. And that's that flavor. And like, see, wow. there's no rebuttal, bro. Having there's no freaking, because yeah. you're right. Dog, I cooked a brisket. I cooked a brisket for, uh, this is, so my first time cooking a brisket. And it's funny because like, um, you know, that, that bark that you develop on the outside is the prized possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's like it the is. Best part. If you don't have a, if you don't have a really good bark, guess what? People are going to shit on you. Right. 
rightfully yeah. so. Like, and there was two parts of my brisket that had like water puddles from like, you know, being flat and like the steam mm. developing. And it's funny because like, yes, if you taste the bark by itself, it's, yeah. I'm not going to say it doesn't taste too bitter, but it tastes too smoky and way over seasoned. Yeah. Right. And that mm-hmm. is a good, that is, you know, that's a great analogy, man. And I wish, yeah. you know, we shouldn't even been talking, we shouldn't even be talking about homeboy because he doesn't have a leg to stand on and he knows that. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, yeah. No, he's made it back what I'm down. trying to say. Boy, because, hey, I'm I will like, debate, debate it. Even it. if I'm wrong, dude, I'm not right. I'm not perfect, dude. I make mistakes yeah. all the time, dude. And it's like, it's like, you know, what I realize is over time as a chef, you can learn a lot of different things from a lot of different people. But here's the thing. Don't be an asshole. Don't just say, oh, no. In, yeah. my, opinion, in my opinion, this is burnt and this ain't right. And I'm a chef. And I respectfully and like, OK, awesome. Great. Go live with me. Let's debate it. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to say the same thing happens in the fitness industry with trainers, mm. right? Like trainers do the same like thing. The like I so. see so many, so much different information from different trainers and blah, blah, blah. But none of them yeah. are like, hey, okay, let's hop on a phone call and talk about it. Let's, you know, let's yeah. debate it over a live. You know, it's yeah. always like, it's like, kind of like the same thing. And I'm, I'm assuming that's probably in a lot of different professions. Like, you know, whether you're a carpenter or yeah. a plumber or a you know, of, uh, you know, I don't know, contractor, you know, but people do things differently <laughs> and that's okay. More so in but, cooking though. I think we, we yeah. get a whole lot of the, oh, we call them keyboard cooks on my oh, comments. Oh, the keyboard words. Yeah. I, as they, the yeah, keyboard and I, almost, I almost feel bad for them sometimes because like they, they dump their whole life into this shit, dude, of like responding yeah. to comments and just creating hate. And I feel really mm. bad. I feel really bad. I feel almost empathetic, man. Cause like some people I know that are really hurting inside, man. Like some, like you could mm. just tell by the, you know, by the, like by the, the comment. Yeah. The, you feel and, it. And like Casey, here's the thing. Like, you know, Hey, you, 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 if when you log off of TikTok, you have your life outside of that. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, you go and you have your wife and you have your job and like some people don't have that, man. And it's like, that's yeah. what I try to tell people that create content. Like you need to be good in your personal life. Like dog, if, if TikTok were to go away tomorrow, like, I'd be fine. You're done. Like, it yeah. would suck. <laughs> it would suck. And it'd be like, oh, that sucks. But dude, that's not my life. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not going to stop not. you. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, not. it's like, dude, my wife, my kids, my, you know, my job and what I do on a daily basis makes the person that I am. And I think that's what people are missing that make those nasty comments. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll attest to that, man, because like, you know, like if you look at big creators, like, you know, verified people and like, you know, they, they ain't going on other people's pages and commenting all that negative stuff, dude. No, you have mm. people that spend hours on hours making negative comments. And it's like, yeah, dude, really? You got time for that, bro? But I'm still trying to attack Ramsey. Um, oh. FYI. Like, yeah. So uh, yeah. he just released that. I didn't realize that, you know, that egg video that I shared uh, a week ago, that was part of his ramen thing. He was making ramen. It was oh, all was. fucking wrong, guy. He was? It was all wrong. Yeah. Listen, was, you know, honestly, I like, I, uh, can I tell you something, Casey? Can I tell mm. you something? He's just told what to do. He's not, this is not his creativity. Yeah, I could, yeah. I could feel it. I'm just like, I don't yeah. think that's you, dude. But not, I get, not, I get it not, so like, here's, a, here's a good example. You know, if you go to Wolfgang Puck's page, you know, same shit. Like I told, I told his, uh, um, I told the VP of culinary, I'm like, yo, stop doing that old school stuff. Nobody wants to see it. I'm like, you need to do something, have Wolfgang, have Wolfgang cook something like fun and innovative, but he's making all like old yeah. school stuff because that's what he knows how to do. And like, yeah. I totally get it, man. Well, but it's I, been ingrained in him, right? It's like 60 yeah, years yeah. of the and same thing. Like, the thing is, is I know Wolfgang and he doesn't like to be told what to do on camera. Like he'll tell you, he said, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> he hates it when the camera people tell him what to do. He's like, no, 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 don't tell me. Uh, yeah, but that beet salad though, I I, I really yeah. so, Brandon, I'm down a um, I'm down a first course, uh, vegetarian, so I, I was just like, mm, do I do I want to do a salad or do I do I, I want to do a roast prep for veggies uh, instead? And we still you know got these beets. That reminds. Oh, I, well, I'm not gonna say. That. I'll tell you off air. But the the Miyazaki beef dish, I totally forgot. I didn't yeah. take pictures, but I, somebody else did. So I have to just get those pictures. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just wanted dope. to see. I'm just like, I think. Real dope, dude. Yeah. I was just like, oh, man. I was like, it looks so, it it felt good, like, reading it. I'm like, fuck, I just want to see it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't use Miyazaki beef. I used, uh, I did a 24-hour short rib. And uh, actually, I'm going to do do it for TikTok, man, because, like, dude, this short rib, Mm -hmm. money, dude. And Mm -hmm. I don't care care what anybody says, man. I'm telling you right now, I will put Costco's beef against 
a lot of wholesaling beef. Wholesaling. Oh yes, dude. I don't care what absolutely. anybody says. Like yo, you can say okay, but they use the jacquard and blah blah. blah. I'm like dude, ninety percent of purveyors like get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. Get out of here. Ninety percent of restaurants <laughs> use a jacquard. Like that a meat yeah. tenderizer means nothing to me. Like. You know what I'm saying? Yes, mm. back in the 90s when they didn't clean the machines properly, yeah, then it was an issue. But like now, I don't care. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter to me, man. Like I just think that if any, anybody's out there and you're looking for good quality beef, I will argue that readily available, readily available, yeah, Costco has a good beef program, okay? They do. I don't care what anybody mm. says, man. I'm, you know, like I've I've gotten beef from Costco numerous times. It's consistent. Mm. They have prime and they have choice. Which you know, prime is like the top three percent. Choice is just yeah. below, but it's fine. Um, you know, it's not a big deal. And yes, they do tenderize their meat with the machine, but it's totally mm. fine. It's not gonna yeah, kill you. And it's you. sanitized. That's what, like literally. I, I don't know. I don't know why people still correlate the old process from like now. That mm. was literally like almost a hundred years ago. Like, <laughs> it's not Dude. like that anymore. Like yeah. you have to think about it. It's quite yeah. intense how people. I, I you know what? It is what it is. We're here to teach. That's all yep. I say now. Like, yep. I'm here to teach. I'm here to do. Uh, Brandon, I have a couple of videos here. So um, I actually released a ramen video myself. Oh, you did? The other okay. day. Cool. Yeah, just a quick. Literally, I was like, let me teach you how to make a shoyu ramen at your house. The same the same time you would make an innocent ramen, but mm-hmm. not as fancy. Literally just the noodles and the broth with some uh, homemade stuff. Sometimes you have. However, I have, some, um, I have some videos here for us. So check mm-hmm. this out. Uh, you know this guy already this is google yeah. foods right i think he's actually using a uh an a5 you brisket now i'm gonna make nashville hot fried chicken with it now i add buttermilk add the whole thing just, to uh... flour oh yes baby remove the excess deep fry at 450 degrees fahrenheit make no. spicy he's gonna freaking no oh yes Hey, you know what? I'm not. I mean, I'm, hey. I'm not. Well, okay. Here's the thing. But you know, Google Foods is he's in that he's in the Nick Giovanni category of entertainment, yeah. right? So he's this not. This is the entertainment stuff. Yeah, he's he's not he, mm. he's not on here saying, "Hey, I'm a professionally trained chef, and this is what I'm going to do." So I think mm. that's important to make it very clear. So I'm watching this as entertainment, and oh, entertainment. Not, like, hey, oh, he's. I mean, it looks good as a pastrami. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not. I'm yeah, I'm not mad. I, listen, I'll try anything, bro. Like, you don't knock yeah. it until you try it. I can't pass judgment. I've never tried that at all, and I think actually it makes sense. Crispy brisket. Yeah, you know, crispy I'm not, brisket. But Why I, not? I, I think I would have skipped the buttermilk part, but um, you know, I think I would have used something more uh, like tempura batter. I think would have been great. Yeah, as in yeah, I think uh, that would have been better, but. I ain't got time to be wasting that much food, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's what I exactly thought. I'm like, bro, you just wasted $500 to fucking fry this. Well, you know what? Well, he said Wagyu money. He, he said Wagyu, so it might be American. Wagyu. I would say it's 200 bucks, two, 300 bucks. Um, yeah, I got my, for a I got 14 one. pounder-ish. Yeah. But here's the thing. That's you got to understand, like. like, you know, that the video that he's going to post on his YouTube is going to compensate for that uh, that cost, right? Yeah. So must you know, be nice. And you can, and here's the thing I hate to say it, but people want to see that shit, dude. People want to see it. I know. You know, I don't have that money, Brandon. I, um, <laughs> I was talking to, uh, one of my cooks. I was like, Hey, so a five Wagyu or Kobe beef or the, even Australian stuff. Where do you, where do you lie? He's like the Australian. I'm like, yes, yeah, absolutely. For the Australian stuff. Yeah. Cause like as much as the pampered stuff from Japan, it tastes amazing. It really does. Like there's nothing like it. But like, are you really going to down fucking another 40% just because it comes from across the fucking world? Or yeah. you can just get almost literally even the same quality from Australia that's cheaper than it. Yeah. And you, you will have a good day. Like you won't even know yeah. unless they tell you what otherwise. Here's the thing. And um, this might be controversial, but I'm going to just say it because I think it's true. I think mm. Japanese Kobe beef and wagyu beef from japan is very good very delicate but i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i prefer it as um you know either a small piece skewered some type of sauce or Mm. on like you know like sashimi style or sushi style right like on a on a nigiri um but i do prefer australian wagyu because it tastes beefier 
And that's what I yeah, like when I taste exactly. it. Right? I don't want to just taste hundred percent fat. Now I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, that, um, you know, Japanese beef is, you know, doesn't taste like anything. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Australian Wagyu is kind of beefier, you know, and that's because it's been bred down and all that. And I totally get it. And, um, here's the thing, more eco-friendly. I'm going to go with American, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> listen, dog, you're talking about, Oh, you like, here's the thing. You have to understand your clientele and who you're cooking for. So I think every, every single one has its own category. And, uh, but if it were me, I agree. I think Australian Wagyu is probably the one I would shoot for the most. Mm, I hundred percent, uh, second video, Miranda. Uh, so I, I commented on you the other day, uh, around yeah. the other day, literally today oh, okay. on your yeah. knife case. Let's talk about this real quick. So hey, I've never played video. in my life. Okay. I use this working in San Francisco. I use this in my current job anywhere I have. Okay, first of all, that bag is huge. Yeah. First, first comment. I have to go, and I know it looks crazy, but this is actually a knife case. So this is made by Moldrick. I'm going to show you what's inside right now. The straps open up like this. Okay, this is all leather. Okay, but look, you open this up here, and boom, it has a whole section for knives, and. And then usually right there, right? That's like your like the classic book fold kind of, yeah. um, like knife case, knife roll, whatever, yeah. right? I'm gonna keep playing it. So basically, I keep all my knife. Hold on, real quick. What knife is this? That's that's a oh, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a Michelle Bra Shun Edition. Okay, I was just like, what? I, I recognize everything else. I was like, what is what is that? Okay, knives that? here. I was geeking over in. the knives I'm, for a second. I'm not gonna lie, I just put the knives in there for the video. I that's not the knives that I had with me. Yeah, I have all my <clears> but um go tools right here. But I think it works for you though, because like yeah. if you fast forward a little bit, you use I, it as like your actual bag yeah. for work. Like it has your stuff in it. Yeah. Like you have uh you have your what you call that? You have your laptop on it, etc. Yeah. So here's it that's a good that's a good freaking you know, that's a good, that's a good example. So for me, I have my laptop <clears throat> and I was very mobile. I was traveling, right? So I was doing this. Yeah, same. you were traveling. So like, you, you know, when I, worked, you. <clears throat> when I worked at Hotel Belair is when I got this bag. So this was, I don't know, 2015, 2016. And I went through knife bag after knife bag after knife bag. And the one thing I don't like doing is holding my knife roll or knife bag and then holding a sweatshirt or holding a laptop or my phone, yeah. or my wallet and you. all that. And I like it all inclusive and I don't care if it's too big because guess what? In all honesty, I'm the type of person I would take my knives and tools I need for the day and put them on a half sheet pan or a Lexan lid, right? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And um, Mm -hmm. I remember the one thing I had was uh, that I think is comparable to that was the chef knife backpack. Oh, the backpack. Yes. Until uh, I had that for a while. Yeah. Until uh, one of my knives slid out of the bottom and almost sliced my Achilles heel, right? Like Mm. this was so scary, man, because, um, you know, it's rough. Yeah. And it was, man, it was so rough too. And it was like, um, and it was, it was just like a freak. Like it was just a weird, it hit, it hit the the knife, entered the bottom of the bag and then just got enough like bounce to slice through the bottom, to slice over Out out of the zipper, out of the case. And it wasn't covered. The knife wasn't covered. And, um, Anyway, that freaked me out, but the knife backpack was really cool. I just think, you know, it's really important. It's really user specific, right? So I think if you're you're just like a a beginner cook or you're like an experienced cook or whatever, you're in a grill station, I think cooking, you just need a knife roll that you can roll out and you have your your general tools. Mm. But when you get up to sous chef chef level, chef de cuisine level, right, you're going to need something that where you're not necessarily using your knives. You have them if if you need them. If you need it. But like, you know, where you need, you need a clipboard for your invoices and all your, you know, all your stuff, man. Like, you know, like all Mm -hmm. your admin stuff. And for me, the laptop was very important because um, the laptop was very important because, you know, I'm on my laptop constantly, especially now that I'm creating content, like, um, you know, and so that is just all inclusive. And for me, when when I was traveling, I would have to check that thing and it made it through. Sometimes all I had to do was put my strap through strap inside the bag dude perfect check check luggage all the time i let him know that there was knives in there <clears throat> and it worked out great the only thing note to self you cannot bring isi chargers on the plane or in check luggage they consider that a bomb oh wow yeah so <clears throat> oh. okay so here let me so if it is isi cream chargers you need to have it it has to have has to be in the case where it says isi cream chargers you can't just have it uh, all free willy 
they will stop you. And, oh, snap. Uh, yeah. Uh, trust me. It was rough. Did I know? No. When I was doing my tasting from, uh, from Hotel Bel Air to Saison, when I, was, I flew to San Francisco and I had the ISI, I just needed four cream chargers. So I just had them in my, in my bag. And they were like, what is this? Is there a paintball gun? <laughs> is there a gun? What is going on? I'm like, I'm like, no, man, I'm a chef. It's an ISI whipper. And they're like, oh, yeah. whip it. What? And like, and I'm just like, oh my God, dude, why do I have to be brown right now? Dude, if I was white, I wouldn't be getting stopped. <laughs> Yo, facts. Facts, dude. Facts. Facts, anyway, facts, facts. Anyway, facts. so then I was like, listen, I am a chef. I'm like, you know, when you go to Starbucks and you get whipped cream on your coffee, you fuck your this little frappuccino, you little punk. Yeah, because he was being a dick, dude. He was literally yeah, being yeah, a dick. Yeah. But anyway, it's fine. I love you, TSA. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, this is what, what this is how you make whipped cream. Okay. I'm making a yeah. corn pudding, but this is yeah. with cream. And so I had to explain it. And then I was like, listen, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Like I had no idea. And, uh, yeah. Yep. Just note to self. Well, is it like a carrying case or like the actual like box of the, the whip it? It wasn't, it wasn't about? in the box. It wasn't in the box. I had to show, I had to pull free. it up. Oh, oh, I had oh, to pull oh, it up oh, on oh. the internet and I had to show them. And, uh, thankfully it said ISI on the actual cartridge it said ISI uh-huh. on it. And I'm like, this is exactly what it is. I'm like, you can throw it away. I don't care. Like we can move on. But the problem is, is they yeah. think of it as an explosive. <laughs> so well, content's under pressure. I, I get it. I get exactly. It. Yeah. So it's like, a CO. you know, yeah, but whatevs, bro. It was fine. <laughs> okay. So like, like you mentioned, it is, it is literally specific for what you do, right? I don't carry a laptop anymore. I don't <clears> carry <throat> the invoice at home anymore. Cause you know, I, my current job, I don't necessarily have to do that. Chef takes care of all that. I don't, it's not my business. However, uh, when I used to do all said that I had a bag similar to this, mm-hmm. I've now retired it to my little closet back there with me. However, the one I carry at, at my job though, Brandon. So here, I don't know if you've seen my video. Oh yeah. This is my little toolbox. Right. And if we just kind of fast forward, that's literally everything that I need to to do, whatever kind of cuisine yeah. I need. I have my I have my um my oyster knives, my my bamboos. Yeah. Uh, literally everything under the sun in that little toolbox. And that's specific for what I do. Yep. And that's what I carry. Literally just a, a yeah. six by six by sixteen little box. And it fits the long knives because I have yeah, I have eighteen inches in there. And that's that's like perfect for for what I, so definitely specific purpose for sure what you're rolling with yeah but so this doesn't know, cost so you know what you make a good point Casey and like here's another thing as a chef you know what I don't like I don't like my knives on mm. top of each other isn't that yeah, weird I it's know. fucking weird. I'm OCD bro I don't like my knives on top of I each get other it. and uh, you know at uh, at work <clears throat> at work I have a um, the knife stand like the Japanese style knife stand where my knives are mm-hmm. like you know they're you're like they're separate of? and I always leave my knives separate and like it's just you know it's, I don't know man. It's for me. It's I get I it. No, thing. I, like, I totally get and it. <clears throat> here's the thing. I also had a toolbox. I went to like Home Depot and got a Husky toolbox, but I just hated carrying the clunky thing around. And, um, you know, but it was very useful for me when I, um, when I was at, uh, when I was working at the hotel way back in the day, the Breakers Resort, because that thing mm-hmm. went through war, man. <clears throat> and plus I could leave mm-hmm. it on the line and it would fit anywhere. You can yeah. put that anywhere. People kick it. It's fine. Let, yeah. let us a toolbox. It's yeah. cool. Whatever. And yeah, spill I something think, on it, wipe it off. Yeah, I think I think the takeaway, what I would tell, what I would tell an up and coming cook and an upcoming chef, um, you know, I would just recommend that you get a durable material, right? So yes, you can get a knife roll for a really good price. I just wouldn't get the cheapest one available. Like, hey, the the you know the Mesermeister fabric one or the <clears throat> the uh, I don't know what the other one, the Victoria Knox fabric one. Don't get a fabric one. Get a leather or like super tough canvas. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, man. That thing's gonna get beat up, right? And you want to be able to make sure that it's a cleanable surface. And, um, that it's not going to be like cloth. Like I saw one that was made out yeah. of, a, like this company started making them out of old aprons and yeah, no. bro, come on. And I was That's like, bad. Hey, I love the innovation, yeah. but this is trash. And yeah. uh, so it really, it really depends though, man. Like, you know, I think that, mm. I think the bag that I have, the thing is, is I'm not going to lie. I have a set of knives at home and a set of knives at work, so I don't have to carry it with yeah. me. <clears throat> right. Yeah. I don't, yeah, you have like, two sets. I yeah. And yeah. So it's like, I think that's. And it's a little extra. It's way more expensive, but it just works for me because I know everything's set up properly, right? Mm. But yeah, no, that, that's literally, that's the entire purpose. And then uh, as I do pull up this one video, though, because I kind of, holy crap, the, the volume is really loud that's okay. on this one. Uh, um, I'm going to look for my little ramen and I, I just want to, I want you to kind of take your eyes on it. 
Yeah. And uh, see what your what your critique is. Because I think you're I think you've seen it. I think the preparation. But like this is like the, the cheapest way you can make instant ramen at home mm-hmm. without having to use the, the actual packets. But you have to source the ingredients. That's the only thing. Yeah. Like a good source ramen or um, like the noodles rather. Also, I, I just want to beat your your video count on your um, on your chili oil. <laughs> oh yeah, that, hey, that video you have popped two million off. on I it. Think, I didn't think it would pop off yeah. like that. But. It was crazy. I just wanna I just wanna hit the two million mark. Be like, yo, it's it's up there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's check it out. Okay, Here's a show you one. I'm gonna show you how to make the easiest shoyu ramen that you can do at home with the most minimal ingredients. Our ingredients are gonna need a half a pound of fresh noodles. I made those noodles, by the way. Just, oh, you made for... them? Do you have a pasta machine to make them? Do you make them by hand? These are by hand. Like some, you can tell some of them are all like tattered uh, out because I. I know, but here's the thing: you want it dry. You want it dry for the chicken. Mm-hmm. Have some premium chicken powder. One tablespoon of the usukuchi light soy sauce. This is saltier. Some scallions, and then the piece de resistance. This is my AKA swak. One tablespoon of the osakuchi soy sauce. One teaspoon of the chicken. Literally everything into premium lard. Yeah, our ramen nudes. Cook your ramen. Three hundred mils of hot water into the all those components, and then you're pretty much done. That's it. You put your ramen in. Here you're pretty much done. Bro, it, it'll take you like five, it, the same amount of time if you were to do like an Insta pack. Yeah, you could have pulled all that off with like higher, not higher end ingredients, but uh, definitely yeah. a step up. And you know what, what you're making? You know what, Casey? I was gonna say the the new the fresh noodles. I know they're readily available over here on my side of the street. You yeah, know? you don't have so, to make it the way I do. Yeah, yeah but, but but honestly, um, you know, I'm talking about like fresh noodles ready to go, like at the Asian Mart, uh, 99 Ranch is what mm. it's called over here, and that you know. I think it's becoming more readily available, but I got to admit, I would go for fresh noodles any day of the week. Oh, yeah. What about udon? Oh, yeah. Do you like udon? Udon noodles? I love udon. Yeah. I love udon. I love the love thick udon. noodles, man. Mm-hmm. I, so here's the thing. I I don't want to – I hate saying it nowadays because it's so, like, overused, but I am a tonkatsu per- person. But, yeah. like, you know, but it's just so bastardized nowadays. And it's like you see it everywhere. Tonkatsu this, tonkatsu that. Like, yeah. every, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Sorry if I'm not. Um, That's okay. But I love udon, man. I love handmade udon. There's a place in SF here yeah. that makes handmade udon. I got, you know what? I posted it a long time ago, but I went and, I, and it was, dude. These noodles were just so good, so yeah. good. And that's and that's what I try to tell people. Like I, when I think of ramen, tell me I'm. You can tell me I'm wrong. But um, when I think of ramen, I think noodles and broth. Noodles, broth. Yes. And then listen, the, the toppings are subjective, man. Yeah, it doesn't matter what toppings. You know what I'm saying? Are. You can do. How come you didn't use sesame oil instead of? In, how come you didn't use chili yeah. oil instead of sesame oil? I'm like. Bitch, well, that's well, what man. I had, bro. That's what I had, dog. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. A little bit of the hot sesame oil in, oh, dude, money. Oh, it's really mm-hmm. good, man. And, um, you know, and you can see like nowadays people are putting whatever they want on toppings. I mean, on uh, ramen. But, um, mm-hmm. and it's funny because I actually, and I'll, this is funny. I love the soft boiled egg, but sometimes I don't yeah. want to make it. I just fry an egg real quick. Boom. Put it right on. Yeah, it's it totally on fine, bro. It's totally fine, I get man. You. Because cool. it takes too long for the other one. It's like six That's minutes. Okay. Then you got to let it cool. Then you got to yep. peel it. Peel it. Then Fuck you that. How about up. two minutes on a fry pan? Straight up. Put it on top of your it. Bro, come on. Straight up. Don't got to go crazy. But literally, ramen should only be broth and noodles. That's your main. Those That's are your two main, main components. Thing. And so when people ask me, and, you know, and it's funny because we should talk about this. Like, so when people ask me, what's the best ramen in LA? And I'm like, well, that depends. Do you want yeah. Or the best ramen in uh, SF. I'm like, that depends. Do you want fresh noodles? Do you want like noodle yeah. focus or broth focus? Because it, it goes, you know, I've, I had such a good uh, miso-based broth, right? A miso ramen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and let me tell you something, man. <sighs> Dude, it was so good, man. But the noodles yeah. were trash, my guy. Oh, come on. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm noodle first. I love yeah. noodles. Yeah. Love, love, love noodles. These noodles were trash. Love the oh. oh, man. And it was so heartbreaking, but I'm like, dude, this broth is, a, you could tell that the, I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't really ask. Um, but, um, the broth was so good. It was comparable to, to a, uh, a miso ramen that I had in Los Angeles, but mm-hmm. I can tell the noodles were just like, you know, they, it t- they tasted like regular spaghetti, man. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. It, they tasted, was it actually yellow or was it like white? Like, honestly, it tasted like an egg noodle, like you would use in a pasta. Oh, like an egg noodle. Mm. Yeah. And it was, it was super heartbreaking because I know they were just understaffed and probably didn't have the meat. They probably didn't get the order or something. You know what I'm saying? So I had yeah, to yeah, run yeah, to the yeah. grocery store to grab the freaking to make the shit work. But you could tell. <laughs> you could, I could tell. And I was just like, mm-hmm. This ain't, this ain't right. These though. aren't right. Yeah. These no. aren't the same because mouth no, feel. No, The noodles are supposed to be chewy, like chewy and have some bite. And, um, you know, sometimes yeah. I like thin, sometimes I like the thick noodle. Sometimes I like udon. Mm-hmm. It really depends, man. But I think that's a really important part of ramen. It's the noodle and the broth. And, you know, I can't mm-hmm. wait until I'm able to go to, uh, you know, Japan and really experience ramen, you know? Yeah. Have you, uh, when was the last time you made the ramen noodles? Long time, dude long time i made yeah. it i made it for my youtube video but uh it, it worked out really good actually and um what was the uh the percentage you remember you know i don't remember off the top of my head but i have it written down on my youtube and okay. um um the only thing is is like the uh the hardest part was hydrating the noodle enough right hydrating the dough yeah. so i, I cryovacked it and then i pressed it like literally took like all my heavy pans and pressed the noodle in the sous vide bag made yeah. a huge difference. Not only did it make the noodles mm-hmm. flat, but it also made it easier for rolling. But man, my forearms were lit after that, dude. And I would highly oh, so recommend- So you made like a, a super low hydration then? Is that what yeah, you it was? Yeah, it was, it was yeah, super low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll text it to you if I remember too. But it was really, mm-hmm. they were really good, man. They were really good. But yeah, they, they were breaking a little bit and um, it was really hard to roll it out by hand. I would Next time I would use a machine, Highly recommend a machine with with the uh, yeah. the, the the ramen noodles with the sheeter. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I I went with twenty one percent hydration on this one and one okay. percent of the kansui. Mm. Um, to oh, get the it. kansui. But that's bro, the best I was needing. Yeah, I was needing like a motherfucker the entire day. I was yeah. like, oh my god, I don't have the machine for this. But yeah. you know, you just kind of did you use bread, going you used bread flour too, right? Or do you use high gluten bread flour? Yeah, so yeah. it's fourteen percent flour that I use. Vital vital wheat gluten, I think it's called or something like that. I don't know. Vital, you can add that, but like the, uh, I have a, I think it's from Kings, Kings Arthur, Arthur, oh, okay. the company, yeah. Bread flour. they make a high gluten one. It's like 13.5% or something. And I, I just added yeah. um, extra protein into it. And then that's, I got the 14%. That's great. But yo, don't ever need ramen noodles. I, I needed these, yeah. but don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's no, no, better. No. It's machine. better if you, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And it'll it'll mm-hmm. destroy your KitchenAid too if you don't do it like nice. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it'll destroy. You have a like a decent like a machine to do it because it's just gonna it's just gonna mess up. However, once the yield comes out though, and then your ramen's like perfect. Oh my god, yeah, the mouthfeel on those, yeah, 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 man. But yeah, man. Yeah. What's up? So that's that, that's yeah. no. I was just about to say uh, that's pretty much all we got. Nothing too crazy. Okay. Um, yeah. I got a whole bunch of other ones for next week, though, that we can talk about. Um, some uh, I'm tracking uh, comments on your on your videos too. Okay, good. Some yeah, people would like genuine questions. Yeah, but I think you don't check them. I'm like, I got the time anyway because I'm super slow. And, and yeah, in here, you know what? And the thing is, is I'm gonna. Pro- oh, you know what? Uh, that reminds me. This is off topic, but I had to uh, I had to remove my uh, my promotion video, my oh. podcast promotion. They they mm-hmm. uh, removed the sound. Oh, they ruined the sound. Wow. Because, yeah. So I don't know what it is with uh, the, the community guidelines, but I guess you can't promote. I, I don't know what I forgot. It said community guideline. Remove this. This sound oh, was removed. Interesting. Yeah. So it, this is what happens. Like if you wow. put your Amazon link in the comment section, they'll flag the comment. If you promote like something on uh, like, in, I don't know, because it wasn't the music. It wasn't the music. You yeah. know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to stop posting videos with music, man. I am so tired of people. Yeah. Dude. I'm done with it, bro. Keep flagging it. Dude, I'm done yeah, with I it. Yeah, I just, everything is silent for me now. It's just literally my own, yeah, my own yeah. stuff. Because it's just so annoying, man. Having to deal with that and repost the video, go back in the final mm. cut, remove those. Bro, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. All right. Not all too right. crazy. Any comments, suggestions, give it all to us. Breaking Break Podcast. Um, you can tag uh, Brandon and myself, at Chef Authorized and at Chef Salty on TikTok. But then that, though, we out. Peace. Peace.